So uh, yesterday I told you a wee story about, um, well, a slight fascination that I had when I was in fifth and sixth year with a certain girl in my class and how um, I used to, well, try and arrange that I would meet her on the way to school, just casually bump into her as I'd been waiting in the cold for 10 minutes around the corner. Um, and then, you know, so I could just walk her to school and have a good chat with her and all, just spend a bit of time with her because, you know, she was, mean. She was nice. So, good. Um, the tragedy continues, though, uh, today, uh, where, where, um, where I then asked a friend of hers, a mutual friend, uh, I said, I asked, I said, or I, said uh, I said to her, I said, Mary, by any chance you could ask Christine, is there any chance, you know what I mean, if, like, we were kind of in the same place, kind of, like, maybe at the same kind of table type thing, and there was, like, food in front of us, like, that she'd be kind of eating at the same, you know, meal that I would be eating at. <laughs> with just like, you know, us or something like that. And she said, I have you. So um, she went and did the bit of market research and, um, and came back and said, I was talking to Christina, I said, huh? And she said, um, and she said yeah, uh, we, 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 we can do a kind of a, a group date thing uh, this Friday night. Uh, and I said, right. And about 20 minutes later when I regained consciousness, um, I, thought, <laughs> I thought when I came to, um, uh, great, that, that, that'd be fantastic. Okay, lovely. So I went home, big grinny head on me, and um, my, my mom saw me. She said, well, uh, well, 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 Paul, how's things? I said, good, yeah, great, great, great. Never, ever, ever better. <laughs> and then she said, um, are you ready for Friday? I said, I sure am. And then I said, hang on, what's Friday? And she said, oh, it's the healing service. that you were playing music at. <laughs> and my life flashed before my eyes. And it was like grasping something and then it was just gone. I mean, it was just like kind of one of those kind of, you know, it's gone. Um, and uh, I crumbled into a little heap on the ground, just crying, <laughs> crying bitterly. So I understand the king uh, in today's reading. Um, <laughs> so, I fell, <laughs> fell into a lethargy from acute disappointment <laughs> because things had not turned out for him as he had planned. And there he remained for many days, subject to deep and reoccurring fits of melancholy <laughs> for many days. And so I'm off to become a priest. And that's, um, <laughs> that's the, the summary of my vocation. Um, but it does bring up a kind of a, a question, uh, which I think is very, very important. Um, the, uh, that's the question of like apparent failure within within our own lives or within the church. Like, I mean, I was talking to uh, your sister actually, who shall, shall remain nameless, uh, but she was saying, "Why is it? Why is it that we always have to lose?" And she was talking about like the pro-life referendum and the uh, you know our maybe somewhat more traditional views on the family and prayer in general and faith in general and you know pro-God posts on Facebook or social media in general and the backlash you get from that. Do you know, why is it that we, why is it that we always have to lose? Well, why is it like that, that, that it's just, you know, the, the culture, the, the, the atmosphere is just so anti-Christian, anti-Catholic at the moment that uh, if, you, if you do stand for the Lord, you're going to take a hit. Um, you know, why is it always hard? Why is it always hard? And why 
if we're doing the right thing, <clears throat> if we're doing what God wants, why doesn't it go easier? Why, uh, why aren't our efforts, we'd say, more blessed? And why isn't there more kind of immediate fruit? And it's a, it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, it's a hard question for a lot of young Catholics today uh, as they look at the world around them and just feel really outnumbered because uh, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's more than a challenge. It's, uh, you have to brace yourself, I think, uh, today. If you're going to be a Catholic, and I think a lot of, when you go, uh, go to, whenever you go to a, like a youth retreat, uh, you notice that, that it's absolutely fantastic for the young people to meet each other and have each other and lean on each other and have like-minded friends. And yet there is a realization that once we leave here, we're leaving that protection and security that this place affords us, whatever the retreat may be, or Holy Family in the same way. Uh, and we know like, that there's, there's a battle out there. And again, it's not, it's not something we're drawing on ourselves. It's just, that's just the way, the way life is. And it's, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, two things on that. Three things on that. One, in today's reading, uh, King Antiochus, uh, we read back on Monday a couple of words that were difficult to pronounce. King Antiochus are, gave himself a nickname, right, which, is, which was Epiphanes. So it was King Antiochus Epiphanes was what we called him on Monday, right? And Epiphanes is God made manifest. So he gave himself the name, I am Antiochus, God made manifest. Okay? So the guy was arrogant. And he ordered the extermination of the Jews. And then he put up uh, a statue to Zeus in the temple and defiled the, the sanctuary by sacrificing a pig on it, just deliberately to be provocative to the Jews. You know, of all things, he chose a pig. Okay? So it does, he defiled the temple. Okay? And he seemed to win. All seemed to be going pretty well for him. You know, he had control of, of the modern-day, present-day Israel, modern-day Holy Land. Um, it was all under his control, all was good. But uh, the Maccabees rebelled against him and defeated him. So that's, that's kind of the context of what's happening here. He also sees another city, uh, Elimaeus, which is uh, a wealthy city which he attacks and again is defeated. So that's why it's these two defeats that set up this melancholy for him. But he was the powerful guy. He was the I'm, I'm like God guy. Who's now, who now realizes <clears throat> that he is as weak, as fragile, as human, and as mortal as everyone else. So ultimately, like if there are powerful people out there, uh, if there are enemies to our, ourselves personally or to the church in general, as such, we don't have to go out swinging axes, uh, killing people. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but but their, their time will come. The time will come when, when they realize, like, you know, I'm actually only human, and I'm going to die just like everyone else. You know, our lives here are limited, and while we're here, the reason we have this life is that we choose good. That's why God gives it to us. He gives us this life that we can choose him, that we can choose heaven, that we can choose to serve, that we can choose to love. And we get one life. And so it's, it's serious. It's very serious. But just because the enemies seem to be winning, there is no victory for enemies of God. There isn't. And that, that's not us now being provocative or anything, but you can't defeat God. You can't. So there may be like we may lose battles, but ultimately we must be absolutely confident that the overall battle, the overall war is already won. 
Otherwise, like when we see these, you know, our, our, our personal losses, or you, know, you might lose a friend, or you might lose a family, the, the, you might lose a relationship with a family member because you're practicing. Uh, this, this can happen. But the overall war, if you will, the overall war, it, it's won. It's already won. You know, I uh, just love the, the confidence of, of St. Paul uh, in Romans chapter 8. It's just I, probably one of my favorite chapters of, of all the scripture. And he just says, fear no more. You did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received a spirit of sonship. And by the Spirit's power, we cry out to God, Abba, Father, you are my Father. And so in these struggles and battles that I'm going through, I have a heavenly Father, not, like, not just a really powerful warrior or something, some sort of a really good strategist. I have a Father who loves me and who holds me in being and who cares about every single aspect of my life because he loves me with a divine love that will never, ever, ever fade. And so I have nothing to fear. I may lose things here. I may lose people. That, that, that may happen. That may happen. Not everything is going to go my way. But I will never, ever lose the love of God. Never. The Spirit assures our spirit that we are children of God. If we are children, we are heirs too. Heirs. So if you're a son or daughter of God, then you're an heir. To what? Ballyporeen. Like, what are you going to inherit? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing down here. The things are here. They, they, they pass. Right? So it's, it's, you're not an heir to the earth here. That's just another stupid kingdom and more hassle to manage it and, wor and worry about it. You're an heir to what? Ours will be the inheritance of God. And we will share it with Christ. For if we now suffer with him, we will also share in his glory. Our inheritance is heaven, an eternal kingdom that doesn't pass, and we get to, to share it with God incarnate, Jesus. And in, in that atmosphere, in that, like, environment, that reality of calling God our Father. So anything we have lost down here isn't on the grand scheme of things. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. it is hard. It is, any cross, any difficulty, any illness, bereavement, these things are, if not difficult, they can be outright horrible, crushing, but they will pass. Heaven will not. So all we have to do in the meantime is just hold on. Just hold on. It will pass. It will pass. The glory of heaven will never pass. The, God, the, the, the love of God for you will never pass. And, and, and not only that, like, he gives you people, a, a church, a community, friends, good friends, maybe not, not 50,000 of them, but you don't need 50,000. You couldn't keep in touch with them anyway. All right? See, three, four, five good friends to walk with you on this journey. You know, hopefully a, a husband or a wife who shares your, 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 your vision, your understanding of things. You know, but like we're not alone. So it's not like we have to walk through life absolutely miserable, thinking, well, sure, at least heaven will be better than this, I suppose, and go all ER on it. Like, I mean, jeepers. No, like, like we can see this confidence that we have in heaven is something that should animate and fill us with joy here and now. And again, like in, in Romans 8, uh, St. Paul goes on. I've read this before, but you've heard it before, but I think we need to hear these things. So what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Will it be trials, or anguish, or persecution, or hunger, or lack of clothing, or dangers, or the sword? 
For our scripture says, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. They treat us like sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all of this, we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. And I am certain that neither depth, death, nor life, nor angels, nor spiritual powers, neither the present, nor the future, nor cosmic powers, neither the world above, nor the world below, nor any creature whatsoever will be able to separate us from the love of God, which we have in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the kind of confidence we need to have. That's it. Like, I mean, yeah, th things will not always go well or go as, as I planned. But many things will. Many things will go well. And to be honest, like even success in the eyes of the world, sometimes you really don't want success in the eyes of the world. Sometimes the last thing you need is two million in your account and then having to, you know, worry about that and then everyone knows you won the lottery so now your kids can't go to the local school because they could get kidnapped so then you have to go to a, a special walled school with big electrified gates and then they lose all their friends and your kids are miserable. They have loads of toys at home but they miss their friends. They miss playing out in the muck but they can't play in the muck anymore because right, they could get kidnapped. And then you can't just walk around and shop in Littles anymore because you could get kidnapped. So you have, to have your, you have to have your shopping delivered. And then you don't get to meet anyone anymore. So you get to sit at home in your gilded castle all on your own. You don't have to meet other rich people and talk about how rich they are. And then you see someone who's richer than you because they've got a bigger ring. <gasps> I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're far richer than I. If I only had more, that's what I need. I need more. Okay, stocks, shares, investments. Who do I have to walk on to get ahead? You know, I mean, and it's just the same old stuff, just at a different level. Who cares? Jeepers, who cares? That's not, that's not joy. That's not happiness. That's not freedom. So what we have in the Lord um, is such a treasure. It's such a gift. And it gives life. And we may have, we, we will have, losses on the way, whether it be the possibility of certain girlfriends who were ultimately very, very glad that that didn't actually work out, just so that's clear, okay? Mm -hmm. That should be really, really clear. I'm in no way daydreaming <laughs> about what could have been. I am a very, very happy priest. Um, <laughs> but uh, just so there may be a, like, apparent losses along the way, but then you see how it kind of works out. And even like the, the, you know, the, the, the cross of, of walking with someone through addiction, of walking with someone through depression, these are very, very difficult crosses. And so we help, we assist, we sometimes have to take the blows of others, and then eventually our time here will be done, and their time here will be done, and then what? Well, that's, that's then when, when it's all laid out. And if your life was filled with loving service, even though it, it cost you dearly, your life was filled with loving service, then you're ready for heaven. And if the other, the person who benefited from your loving service, if they, in the end, recognize the, the, the error of their ways and see, my goodness, look what I did to her or to him, and all they responded with was love. And that just changes their, their perspective, their heart, their mentality. That's what life is about. Not satisfying my desires or numbing my thoughts or memories, but it's about loving service, it's about giving, it's about being like, like the Lord. Who knows what effect that'll have on their soul. So losses may come our way, but when we think of Our Lady at the foot of the cross on this Saturday, all looked lost. 
all looked absolutely hopeless. The Savior, and there's only going to be one, is hanging dead on the cross. What now? All his followers are gone. Death seems to have won. The enemy seems to have won. Darkness seems to have won. His enemies stand around and laugh at him and provoke him. And then his, even his dead body is stabbed with a lance. Like, this is... Was it all for nothing? And in that darkness, in that death, the Lord shows his victory. The Lord shows his power. Not by avoiding death, but by going through it. And so, in some way, we, we have to do something similar. We don't avoid all the difficulties. We don't avoid all the crosses, but we do have to go through them. But always with his grace, always with his help, always with that, that knowledge that we, can, we should be constantly calling out, Abba, Father, guide me through. And so we ask the good Lord today, in our own crosses and difficulties, that we might be absolutely confident that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood, but also, obviously, we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well. So we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to, to allow our mission to continue. So thank you so much for your, for your generosity and for your support. And be assured of our prayers, especially on Wednesday, when we offer our Mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors. So God bless you, and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily. God bless.